It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. It is a wonderful football Wednesday. It is Nick Costos. It is Ken Barkley. It is You Better You Bet, and it is you here with us on the BetQL Network, simulcast by our friends at Stadium for the next two hours. And if you're watching us on Stadium right now, we sincerely appreciate it. We got two hours of badass wagertainment coming your way, getting you set to bet and win this weekend, NFL Week 14. Brian Baldinger stops by in 20 minutes, Odyssey Sports NFL Insider. Our good buddy Will Brinson from CBS Sports in 40 minutes. Eric Eager will join us coming up next hour on the show. Always love Eric Eager from Sumer Sports when he joins us. And uh, the final hour, Power Hour, not on Stadium. That'll be on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash betql. In addition to like a multitude of other places that we don't have time to list right now. But in that final hour, we'll give you all our bets for tonight. College Hoops, Bets of Steel in the NHL, and uh, finally like a big NBA slate. Uh, we'll bring you all our bets in the NBA with our best of the best. But as we always do on these wonderful football Wednesdays, we begin the fun and frivolity with our good friend, pro sports better, the great Rob Bazola. Uh, and we urge people to check out Rob's Sports Betting Content Network, The Hammer. A lot of guests from The Hammer will join us. Eric Eager does work for The Hammer. Joey Kaddish does work for The Hammer at The Hammer HQ on Twitter. Rob's Sports Betting Podcast is Circles Off. We encourage everybody to check that out. Just search Circles Off wherever you find your podcasts. And follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Bazola. My friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Happy Week 14 to you and yours. Yeah, happy Week 14. Uh, week 13 was solid until... Uh, you know, Jake Browning turned into the second coming of Dan Marino on Monday Night Football. Did did not see that coming. Ruined a lot of uh, money line parlays, teasers spread across the board. So didn't end on the most positive note. But uh, Week 14 certainly interesting with the weather impacts, lots of injuries in a lot of games. So we've seen some pretty aggressive uh, line movement across the board so far. Rob, you, uh, you usually send us some games you want to talk about ahead of time. Uh, absent from the list, notably absent from the list, your Cowboys uh, hosting the Philadelphia Eagles in like the game the game of the week. Can't really call it the game of the year. The Eagles seemingly play in the game of the year every single week with who, who they played on the schedule run they've been on. Even if it's just like a quick 30-second, here's what I do kind of a thing, just like Sunday Night Football, like 70 million people are going to watch this game. The Cowboys are three-and-a-half-point favorites. The total is an astronomical 52 in, in kind of today's NFL. What advice would you give people on this game? Yeah, so I talked a little bit about this on the the Sunday night show that I I do on Forward Progress, and I was hoping for a lower total than this, and I thought we would see a lower total just because of the NFL scoring environment this year, but we didn't get that. We've seen a total in 52, 52 and a half type of range. I still have some interest in the over, and these high totals in the NFL, this is going back three, four, five years now. There's a pretty big group that likes to play these high totals under right close to post in a lot of these games. So like half hour leading up until game time, I'm targeting the over in this game. I think we're going to see a lot of points. Philadelphia, when they have to play fast, they do play fast. Now there's a little bit of a wrench in that. It's so weird that I'm even going to say this, but like the Mike McCarthy stuff today and him not being able to game plan this week, I don't know how much of an impact that's actually going to have on this team going forwards. And maybe... I'm a little bit more cautious of that. But if we get down to 51 here, it's going to be very hard for me not to click submit bet on the over in this game. And what Rob's talking about, Mike McCarthy undergoing yeah. like an appendectomy today. Uh, he expects to coach on Sunday. So Dan Quinn and like uh, and uh, Brian Schottenheimer and company will be running practice until Mike McCarthy returns. Uh, I, I assume it's going to be like a Jim Harbaugh situation for the next couple of days where he won't be there, but I think he'll probably be heavily involved in what's going on. Maybe on painkillers. God bless him. Uh, so McCarthy does expect to coach the game on Sunday night on the sideline for the Cowboys. 
against the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, Rob, let's get to the games that you are going to be betting this week for sure. And we'll start in Chicago, where we have the Lions taking on the Bears. Bears coming off their bye. And right now, Detroit in between a three and three and a half point road favor. Total in the game is 44. Thoughts here, please, on the Lions and Bears. Hashtag, oh my. Yes. (laughs) So I have some interest in the Bears in this game. Um, What's weird to me, is that you got all this early money in the week on the under with potential inclement weather in Chicago. And then today, the forecast looking a lot better. Not too much wind, starting to clear up. Everyone comes back in on the over. I still think this is going to close over 44 if we don't have um, bad weather. But surprisingly, we don't get a big move on the Lions. And I'm kind of hoping that we get a move on the Lions because I missed the early boat on the Bears. But I think this is a bad matchup for Detroit. It's very similar to what I talked about a few weeks ago when these teams played. But Jared Goff really, 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 over the course of his career, struggles against cover two looks. And, I mean, when I say struggle, he's 37th in the NFL and EPA this year against cover two. Against the Bears defense, that plays the second highest rate of cover two in the entire league. The previous matchup, they forced him into some bad interceptions when they used those looks. And for whatever reason, he cannot overcome it. Chicago's defense is extremely underrated right now. Ever since they got fully healthy, Montez Sweat there, they're performing even when you adjust for strength of schedule as like a top 10 EPA per play defense in the entire league. I have a lot of interest in Chicago. I can't bet them at this number. I'm think I'm still thinking that there's going to be some Detroit money at some point this week that drives this back up again when the weather is looking a little bit more clear. You don't have the Jared Goff weather concerns and things of that nature, but heavy lean towards the bears and i'm i'm trying to find a way to play them in like the plus three and a half minus 110 range rob there have been obviously a ton of nfc south games like divisional games so far this year all of them seemingly tend to have like the same point spread and the same the same total depending on like where the game's played it's always all right like whoever's home or like you know some team favored by two and a half three against another bad team and the total's like always about 40 and these games always seem to be one possession dicey games the first meeting between the falcons and the bucks was certainly like that the second meeting is on sunday atlanta a two and a half point home favorite the total is 39 and a half what do you like here So there's going to be one of two ways that this game works out. And it all really has to do with Tampa Bay's injury report on defense. Obviously, absent last week, big injuries in the linebacking core, in the secondary as well with Jamel Dean. So essentially what happens here is if Tampa Bay still has major injury concerns on the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to look to the over in this game. Uh, We can go back to the first matchup between these two teams, 16-13, and we can basically throw that final score out the window because there were seven red zone trips in that game that resulted in one touchdown and a bunch of turnovers as well. That game's actual points played about 17 points lower than the expected points in that game, which is just unheard of. It doesn't happen. And even since then, the Falcons have lost Grady Jarrett. They're going to not have A.J. Terrell for this week as well. So big players on their defense out after that performance. In the case where Tampa Bay all of a sudden has a healthy linebacking core, Levante David plays, Jamel Dean comes back in the secondary, I'm actually going to look to play the Bucks on the money line here, or at least the Bucks at plus two and a half in this range, because I just don't see much separating these two teams when you, you add those defensive reinforcements for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I'm waiting for this injury situation to play out, but in some capacity, it's over. If Tampa's injury report is bad, it's Tampa if their injury report is good. 
and people will remember like the play of that game and like I, I can't believe Atlanta won that game was the Ritter fumble out of the end zone basically like going in would have been like another seven points obviously added there uh, we have one piece of like breaking injury news here we'll talk about this a little later Najee Harris a second straight DNP today doesn't practice for the Steelers a list officially listed as questionable for Thursday night's game against the Patriots Ramondre Stevenson and oh Pop Douglas out also for New Orleans. Man, maybe we should be betting more on this under here uh, coming up with the Patriots and the Steelers you better you bet with Nick and Ken on a wonderful Wednesday, chatting week 14 in the NFL, getting bets from our pal, pro sports better Rob Pizzola, on Twitter at Rob Pizzola. Uh, Rob, let's go to the Vikings and the uh, the Raiders in Vegas. Both teams coming off their bye. Vikings making it official today. Not a huge surprise, but like they made it official. Josh Dobbs will once again be under center for Minnesota. Justin Jefferson expected back for the Vikings in this game. Minnesota, a three-point road favorite at the Raiders. The total in this game is 40.5. What do you have for us here in this hotly anticipated Super Bowl eleven rematch? I love that. I love your your recollection of all these past Super Bowls, Nick. Uh, early service release this week on the Minnesota Vikings draws it, drives it up to three. I thought the opener was fine here. Uh, maybe there's a little bit more positivity and people are expecting more of the Vikings offense with Justin Jefferson back, but I've upgraded them quite substantially with his return, and I can't really get here. I, I like the Raiders getting three at home in this game. Uh, in terms of stylistic matchups, everyone's fixated on Minnesota's defense. They blitz a lot. Aiden O'Connell hasn't really been good against the Blitz this year, which is true. He struggled against that. But Aiden O'Connell has been very, very good against cover two and cover three. He struggles against heavy man looks. And when we look at the way the Vikings play defense, they don't play much man because they don't have the corners to play much man. They're in cover three a lot. They're in cover two a lot. So I think that offsets a lot of what they can bring in terms of pressure on Aiden O'Connell. On the other side of things, Josh Dobbs, another guy with very extreme splits. Josh Dobbs very good in his young career so far against man or any zone coverages that have some sort of man as well, like cover one. He's cooked those. Part of the reason why, he can use his legs a lot better. Secondary turns their back to the quarterback, runs downfield. Josh Dobbs uses his legs. Against zone coverage teams, he has been terrible, downright terrible against these types of teams, both EPA and success rate-wise. So I just like the matchup for the Raiders. Now, Yeah, Justin Jefferson, obviously going to matter for Minnesota. But even with his inclusion, I can't really get here. So give me Las Vegas at home getting the three. Rob, I think we have a a few games left we want to hit on, maybe like a a minute each year or something. And maybe we get a thought from Thursday Night Football out the door. Just are are you going to watch this and or bet this Steelers-Patriots game? Uh, The list of teams in the AFC that are still alive for the playoffs is like, ridiculously long and they're all kind of bunched together and nobody knows what's going to happen and two of those teams and people laugh but like the chargers are still alive to make the playoffs the broncos are definitely still alive to make the playoffs they play twice uh, in the final few weeks of the season here this first matchup is in la the chargers are about three point favorites although it's kind of like juice two and a half in some places 44 the total in about a minute here uh, what do you like I, I i like the broncos but this isn't the entry point for me i think that we might get some chargers money in this game because I think there's a lot of people looking to fade the Broncos who've had a lot of turnover luck, let's call it, over the past six or seven games. Not so much last yeah, week last against week Houston. No, exactly. Not, not so much last <laughs> week. But a lot of people are looking to fade that going forward. The problem is I don't know how the Chargers score. They can't score. I mean, you can have Keenan Allen and Patrick Sertan. Like basically, the, the Patriots put the blueprint out there last week of how to beat the Chargers. They couldn't because they can score zero points on offense. But this is not an explosive offense anymore. They just don't have the weapons. It feels like I'm regurgitating this on a weekly basis. I'm looking for a better price on Denver here. I would play plus three minus 120. 
but I do suspect we're going to see some Chargers money later in the week. So that's the only reason I'm holding off for now. All right, let's go lightning round here, Rob. Let's go to the Browns and the Jaguars on Sunday in Cleveland, where like the you know like the Jaguars can say whatever they want. C.J. Beathard is going to be the quarterback, not Trevor Lawrence. And we and like DTR hasn't cleared protocol yet, but like practicing today for the Browns, probably still going to be Flacco though on Sunday. Cleveland in between a three and three and a half point home favor, total thirty and a half. What about the Browns and the Jags? So Eugene Frenette, who is a beat writer for Jacksonville, tweeted this. I'm not a gambler, but if you force me to bet a lot of money, what are you laughing about? Because like it's funny that you called him by his full name. I think he goes by like Gene Frenette, and you called Gene. him Eugene, which is really funny. That's great. Yeah. Okay. All right. Eugene Frenette. Gene Frenette. Eugene. I'm not a gambler. If you force me to bet a lot of money on whether Trevor plays Sunday, I would have leaned towards no before seeing him walk to the media podium today. Now I'm leaning towards yes. We'll know more by Friday. If, for some reason, Trevor Lawrence suits up in this game, the market is immediately going to bet Jacksonville, and I cannot wait to unload <laughs> yeah. on the Cleveland Browns in that situation. <laughs> so please, God, give it to me. I cannot imagine a worse matchup than an immobile quarterback on the road at Cleveland to take on a Browns defense that just destroys opposing quarterbacks at home. Please, Gene Fournette. Be correct on this one. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> G, G, Eugene. Uh, uh, Rob, give us like a minute if you could. Monday Night Football, Dolphins and Titans. Miami, uh, about 13 and a half, 14 point favorite. Total about 47 on Monday night. Yeah, we've seen the Titans play pass defense before, correct? Which is like non-existent. I don't understand the total here. I'm, a, I'm, I mean, maybe it's just one of those games where Miami scores a bunch of points and Tennessee just, just can't. But this reminds me a lot of the last week's game against the Commanders where Miami's going to put up a ton on a defense that cannot stop the pass. It's actually a pass funnel defense. The one thing that's great about the Dolphins is they actually play to the weaknesses of the opposing defenses that they play, and they generate a lot of explosive plays. This, to me, is on the wrong side of 47. I don't really know who's betting the under in the game, but I, I really like the over in this spot because I think Miami's floor in terms of points is like 35 in this game. And uh, Rob, give, if you wouldn't mind, even if you're not betting the game, give us like 30 seconds on Thursday Night Football, the Steelers and the Pats. I'm going to be live on air for the entirety of this game, and I'm trying to figure out how, how that's going to go. I, I could not bet anything other than the Patriots. The total is 30, and you have need one team to win by a touchdown. Like, I should be clicking that bet almost exclusively, but the offense is just so painfully bad that I can't. My number in the game is honestly just short of five. I can't do it. I, I just, I've sworn myself to not do this with the Patriots anymore. I'm done with that team. They're dead to me, but it's Patriots or nothing. Yeah, I got, you know, you'll be on the air. Hashtag contents. I think you should mm. click that button and take, click that button That's and take those points for the hashtag Patriots. ML. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I did that last week. It didn't work. It allowed six points and didn't win. It was great. Uh, my friend, we appreciate it. Rob Bazola on Twitter. The Hammer HQ on Twitter, Circles Off, is a sports betting podcast. Good luck with all the bets, my friend. Stay well, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Good luck with your bets as well. On the other side, Odyssey Sports NFL insider Brian Baldinger lends his expertise on all the big games this weekend, including Sunday night in Big D with the Eagles and the Cowboys. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network.